Chiefs don't play the Ravens until the playoffs. Lamar not be healthy by then. I'll stop. Lamar's going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. From the 913, AFC North beat up each other style of play. Mm. Mm. I just don't know about Aaron Rodgers. I still think about that. But as we always do, at 8 o'clock, we do the out of left field question. A lot of answers coming in through the break. 913-586-7610. If you could go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Dan Weinbaum of KMBZ News heard the question earlier in the bullpen and said, invest. Which I was waiting for him to, like, say, invest in what? He just didn't say And Isaac, I always give the producers chances. I also love that you guys are becoming more and more of personalities out here. Keep doing your good work. It's it's very nice to see. Thanks, man. You bet. Um, Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. I'm still trying to pick the right one. Okay. I have two. But the one that I want to go with is don't let anybody tell you that you can't do what you set your mind to do. Because I remember being an 18-year-old, and I didn't know where I was going to go to school. I didn't know if I was going to go to college. I just knew that I wanted to be in sports. And I knew that I wasn't going to play sports, but I knew I wanted to be around sports. And I had heroes like Jim Rome and and Nick Wright I was listening to throughout high school and, and, and watching him flourish. It's been awesome. And I just told myself, like, there's a way to do it. Like, you're not going to get into, you know, You're not going to get to Syracuse. You're not going to get into these other schools, but just figure out a way to do it. The other one I would tell my 18-year-old self is get into golf. Take it seriously. You'll love it. Because I didn't really get into golf until I was probably 24, 36 now. But I feel like if I had to give myself six more years of time, then maybe we'd be all right. But I think the first one is just keep going forward and, and grind, baby. Just just grind for whatever it is you want to accomplish and you want to do, and, and you'll be all right. Because I do remember all those teachers in middle school and high school that always told me, your mouth will get you nowhere. How you doing? That's a good one. Yeah. Look at you now. Good. I mean, we're almost there. We're, we're yeah. six to nine on weekdays, but we got we got more time. We got, we got time to grow. We got more things to do. So. Oh, man. Um, for me... You know, something that probably would have been useful mm-hmm. 25-year-old Isaac telling 18-year-old Isaac uh-huh. is don't take everything too personal. You know, back then, yeah, I feel like I took everything to heart, everything literally, and, you know, I should have just brushed it off and, mm-hmm. you know, give, you know, pay less attention to people that don't deserve it, kind of. But, yeah, for me, I, I you know, at that age, I was taking everything personally and, which motivated me to do some things, but mm-hmm. um, I think that's important for everybody to know. It's like you, you got to relax a little bit. Take it yeah. easy. Uh, don't let don't let other people dictate, you know, where you want to go or what do you want to be. Right. Now, we had a good uh, – it's been a good time, man. I got I got friends and that are, that are men and women that have accomplished so many goals uh, in the last, you know, week, couple days. Last week, a good friend of mine, she had just accomplished a lot of stuff in her life, been a – 
you know, been a fitness coach and trying to do some more things. And she's she's thriving. And it's great to see because you've known these people since they were 15, 16 years old. And now you see them in life. And it's like, you know what? You did that. Pat yourself on the back. Share it on every single Instagram reel, Facebook status, whatever it is. You should be proud of that. Don't worry about other people being like, oh, great. Gloat about yourself. No, congratulations. And uh, 913-586-7610. Uh, if you could tell anything to your 18-year-old self, what would it be? Uh, as always, my my stepmom chimes in, and she says, so many things, I don't know. Maybe even though you screw up a lot, everything will work out, and you'll have a great family in life. There you go, Miss Mary. Keep going with that vibe. My sister says, I would tell my 18-year-old self to always be yourself, and also that the Chiefs and Royals will get better. She's like, the 2000s were some tough times for Chiefs and Royals fans. No doubt about it. Um... Man, a lot of answers. Uh, Somebody says, do things God's way. Easy. From the 913. Praise God. Um, Somebody from the 913 says, that it would be life is not a barrel of nipples. (laughs) C-block. Fair enough. Um, From the 816, get a job at the post office. We'll be making more and be five years closer to retirement. Um, somebody from the 816 says, don't trust anyone at work. Buy Amazon and Apple stock from the 815. No kidding. Look at Forrest Gump. I invested in some fruit company, and now I mow lawns for free. Join the Navy after all and see the world. Get the free money and schooling from the 816. From the 913, put down the pizza. It'll catch up with you someday. I said the same thing not too long ago before the show started. You just got to get that cauliflower crust or that, you know, that gluten-free crust. And then just choose your toppings wisely. Do a little basil mozzarella, a little chicken, and just have two slices. Also mine, Bitcoin from the start. I don't know if you want to get into it now. Uh, Save money and and sell the right stocks. Retire early, play golf. There you go. I think this text from the 913, I think they, they hate their kids. Having mm. kids is overrated. I don't think so. I've seen all my friends and family members have kids, and it's it's a joy to see. You know, because I think all my friends are smart enough not to live vicariously through their children. And you just get to see their personalities shine through, and you get to kind of see what they become, uh, you know. Uh, you get to see what they become, you know, through your eyes. And then sometimes you get paid back in spades. Man, why is my kid being like this? Oh, yeah, you remember when you were, you know? Um, from the 816, they get they got better weed down the street. Okay. From the 816, two things: get the teaching license. TV engineering is a dead end. Relax. The woman of your dreams will fall in love with you, and you will get married, and live a happily ever after life. Well, if that was the case, we'd still be struggling with that at 18 and 36. From the 316, you're going to hook up with a few of the high school hotties anyway. But you could pull even more tail if you started earlier with the confidence they installed. Yeah, I mean, you got to believe in yourself. 913, put faith in Jesus immediately. You might need to tell somebody at 18 that. Because I've been at 18, you're living a rambunctious life, and there's some people that you need to trust, and some of them are higher power. From the 785, stay in the army. 
from the A16. I would tell myself that Aaron Rodgers at 39 would tear his Achilles and think that he was going to play again the same season just to see how hard my 18-year-old self would laugh and call him dumb. From the 816 as well. Keep it in your pants. You know how many people told me that and told every single 18-year-old kid that? Think with the head on top of your shoulders. Go ahead and go to medical school. At the time, I was like, nah. I'd anyway, so I might well so be making the big bucks. Me almost 30 by the time I got my degree. Well, I'm almost 30 now. It's like I told my dad. A lot of people go to school for six years, and he said, yeah, those people become doctors or professors. Uh, let yourself be loved. Soft, but true. You can be soft. This isn't really like a, a serious thing, right? Yeah. Do what you love. Love what you do from the 573. Somebody from the 913, don't go to ministry school. You're, gonna, you're not going to like it. Tell myself the billion-dollar lottery numbers. I like that mm-hmm. one. That's good. That's good. Somebody from the 913 says, don't you put that cauliflower crust evil on us. I'm not going to lie to you. When I was a kid, I hated cauliflower. But, man, I did have a pizza one time. They didn't tell me that it was cauliflower crust, and I didn't know. And it was a buffalo chicken pizza on a cauliflower crust, and it was delicious. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I still want the, the the classic, like, thin crust pizza or, like, the, you know, whatever it may be. I, I still want that. But I'm not against, you know, maybe stepping outside your comfort zone and knowing that what you're eating is a little bit healthier, right? From the 417 on a downhill lie, you have to hit 190. What do you do? Well, you got to get those shoulders even with the line of play. And if you got 190, I don't know how far you hit 190, but that for me is probably going to be a, either a five iron or a hybrid club, depending on the wind and the conditions and the lie of the ball. But the most important thing on a downhill lie is put that daddy in the front of your stance and make sure your shoulders are lined up with the way that the, the, the ground is, which is downhill. So you want to lean a little bit to the left. Not too much left, you're going to chunk it. At least that's what I tell myself. 913-586-7610, if you, were eight, if you could... Go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Somebody said, don't smoke cigarettes. I don't see a lot of kids these days puffing darts. Now it's just like everybody vapes, which I have to think has got to be either worse or equally as bad. So if you're hitting a battery full of juice, I can't imagine how that's much better than hitting a, a lung dart full of, you know, tar and tobacco. That's just me, though. We all dip into some bad habits. Somebody said something about doing like a Biff Tannen from the 660. Dusty, I'd pull a Biff Tannen and tell myself the Super Bowl winners from 18 to now. But that's more than one thing. So if you really wanted to make a lot of money, you would tell your 18-year-old self, there's going to be a Super Bowl game in which the New England Patriots are going to be down 28 to 3. Live bet hammer every single amount of dollar bill account that you have that the New England Patriots will win that game. And then when you fast forward the clocks to your live self when that happened, you'd be like, man, I'm so glad that I went back in time and told my 18-year-old self that. What would that cash out look like? 28 to 3, live bet. You bet the Patriots. I could only imagine. I could only imagine. 
I mean, it is Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and there's two quarters left to be played, so I got to put some sort of non-bias in my head. I would say that's probably plus 800 money line, at least 750. So you hammer every dollar bill you have on a plus 800, you're just going to be set for life. You can go buy all the chicken tenders and fries you want at the school lunch. Stop shoplifting. You'll get caught, or maybe not. Well, don't give yourself an open-ended answer. You just shouldn't shoplift in general. What are you, Marie from Breaking Bad? Saw how that worked out for her. Not good. 913-586-7610. If you could go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Coming up on the other side, the identity of this team, I think, is set, but you can change a little bit of it, but keep running with what's getting you there. For Isaac, I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Wrapping up things here on After Hours, about 40 minutes left. Just a moves quick, I guess. We'll be back tomorrow on the drive from 2 to 6 with Rob Brenton. We'll be here Thursday and Friday as well on the drive. And then we'll be back Sunday for your traditional fantasy football show from 9 to 10, brought to you by Twin Peaks, Each Drink, Scenic Views. And then we'll have two hours of After Hours following that as we get you geared up for your Sunday slate. Uh, we talked about Jason Kelsey being selected as one of People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive finalists. His competition is Timothy Chalamet, Jamie Foxx, Lenny Kravitz, Usher, and Pedro Pascal. That's some tough competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think Jamie Foxx, with like the life that he's had these last, you know, however long, I like how you checked your watch. You're yeah. Like, oh, how long has it been? It's been like probably 12 months with Jamie Foxx. Like he was like near his like yeah. his end time and then beat it. So he's he's got that. Lenny Kravitz has always been sexy. Uh Usher's been popular of late because now he's gonna be in the uh he's gonna be the Super Bowl performer. And then Pedro Pascal, I mean, that guy's just he's everything, right? He's the Mandalorian, he's in The Last of Us, he was the the sand spear in Game of Thrones. You killed my sister. And then the mountain that rides uh, completely crushed his skull with his hand. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Also, House of the Dragon coming back this summer. Can't wait for that. So now I've got to rewatch that first season since it's been two years, which I'm pretty sure I know how that first season went, but we'll get back into it. But yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Jamie Foxx, Lenny Kravitz, Usher, Pedro Pascal, and Jason Kelsey. Um, I feel like if Blake Shelton can win Sexiest Man Alive, then uh, then then it's it's wide open. So I I don't know the rules. So if you win it one time, can You're you done. win it again? No, nah, it's like it's like Coach of the Year. I was about to say Michael B. Jordan's not on that list. I was about nope. to call somebody fraudulent, but okay. Mm. So if you win it one time, you can never win it again. I don't think so. Maybe you can. People still chiming in from the uh, if you go back to your eighteen year old self and ask and tell him one thing. Neil from Lone Jack said. Yahoo. Invest in Yahoo or Google. For sure. Um, from the A16, keep the Chevelle, dumbass. In two years from the A16, you'll start loving beer. Just don't start killing those beers. South Mick. 
43 now, trying to figure out how to stop killing the beers. Or, you know, just stay hip, you know? From the 913, I'm really happy medium, ugly, average-looking guys are sexy now. Give me a chance. No kidding. I did Google search what you would tell your 18-year-old self. A little long. Uh, focus on self-awareness and learn to trust and love yourself. Know that your ideas and opinions are important. Develop a strong relationship with yourself. After all, you are the person you will spend the most time with over the course of your life. Don't get discouraged or discredit your thoughts or feelings. Praise God. That's good. Yeah. Um, if I could have told my 35-year-old self something that would come to fruition this year at 36, it would say, trust the Chiefs defense will figure it out because they have. And I think that it might be time to just accept this team for what they are. They are a defensively driven team, at least this year. The NFL changes every single year. Teams go from worst to first and from first to worst. Some teams only have a three-year window. Some teams figure it out. Some teams don't. And we remember a couple of years ago, the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. They would acquire a couple of picks. And within those picks, they would get Trent McDuffie, among others. But they've built this defense for the last three years. And drafting McDuffie, Leo Chanel, Brian Cook, George Karloftis, all in the same draft. I think some of you were probably there when they had the draft fest at Arrowhead. I was there. And we saw this wave of defenders, and Sky Moore was sprinkled in there as well. That's not a shot at Sky Moore. It's just there was a defensively heavy drafted class. And we're seeing this defense identify itself as either a top defense or a top three defense in the NFL, something that we've never seen under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's always been the Achilles heel of a Chiefs team. It's like, well, how many points is that defense going to give up, right? We remember the stat against the Rams when they played that game that was supposed to be in Mexico City but was moved due to a Shakira concert that got rowdy. And they lose the game 54 to 51. And you see that incredible stat that comes up at the bottom of your screen the next day. that says the Kansas City Chiefs are the first team in NFL history to score over 50 points and lose. And then they would score multiple times of 40 plus, 38 plus, 35 plus, And it's all oh, this is the most electrifying offense we've ever seen outside of that Denver offense. And. It's a defensive first team this year, right? Third in points allowed, top five in yardage allowed, top five in passing yards allowed. doesn't really matter about the run because if teams can't pass against you and they can't score against you, they try to do certain things to soften up your defense, and what they do is they try to run, and even though that's not been that successful. But on the defensive unit side, every single level is electric. Every single level of the defensive unit is, is electric, and you can start with the defensive line and Karloftis and Chris Jones. We've seen what they have become. In fact, George Karloftis is seventh in the NFL with quarterback pressures with 47. He's gotten better and better and better every game he's played in the NFL. Every game he's played in the NFL, he's gotten better. We've seen a a, a resurgence of a George Karloftis even after last year when I think he finished the season with four straight games with a sack. And he was one of those guys they drafted because of the playoffs when you got to those teams that had a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen and you needed to get pressure to quarterbacks. 
That's why he was there. And the kid out of Purdue has done nothing but skyrocket in production since the first day he took the field in the NFL. And that defensive line is atrocious, not atrocious, that's the wrong word, is ferocious. Right? Pressure from Chris Jones is causing people to go one-on-one with George Karloftis. Eventually, they're not going to be able to do that. Mike Dana has been awesome this year, and the addition of Ominihue after six games of being out has been massive as well. And you go back another unit, you look at that linebacking core that's been basically without Nick Bolton for the entire year. I know he's played, what, three games, four games? And he'll be back. He'll be one of those linebackers that you see that has the gigantic, cl- the, the glarb or whatever you want to call that on his hand. But Willie, ba- Willie Gay's been great. And I get it, contract here, but that's just the way things fall. Tranquil has been a great addition to this defense. Fast, elusive, knowledgeable, can hit. And when Nick Bolton comes back, and, the, and, and kind of if you look at Leo Chennault, right, he's that guy that you see once or twice a game, but that's all you need to see right now. If it's a third and three and they try to run that stretch play out to the outside or they try to dump it out to the running back in the flat, Leo Chennault can close and can finish. And that's something that this defense is growing with. And then you go back into the secondary. It is no secret what is back there. Trent McDuffie and LeJarius Sneed, both guys, fantastic cornerbacks. Both, I would say, cornerback ones on any team. I get it. Sauce Gardner, they'd be quarterback one. But that's fine. But you get what I'm saying when it comes to LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, both studs on the outside. We've talked about wide receiver one's numbers against this secondary unit's not great. Only two receivers have 100 yards against the secondary, and they're not wide receiver ones. It was Palmer and it was Kirk. Not only that, you look at the safeties as well and the chemistry that is built between those two and Brian Cook and Justin Reed, both kind of taking that leadership role on this team. And you look, Juan Thornhill goes to the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns have a fantastic defense, right? Jim Jim Schwartz is doing his job over there. He's been an addition to that defense. I don't know how much. I haven't really looked into the statistical form of that. But with your secondary, with safeties to corners, to your middle linebacker, to your outside linebackers, to your D-line from interior to exterior, it's a solid unit. And you can see the questions going throughout the social media platform. Is this the best Chiefs defense ever? And you're going to get your grandfather and your father's responsive of, well, that 69 team was really, really good on defense too. Which they were, right? Buck Buchanan, Willie Lanier, all those guys that were on that team that were ferocious in those linebackers and I think there's what like nine like Hall of Famers or six Hall of Famers on that team but this is a defensive minded team first at least the nine weeks in the season that I've watched they just seem a lot like that Patriots vibe of the 2000s take away the 2007 year when Brady and Randy Moss just absolutely went electric who's to say that can't happen with the Chiefs I mean could you imagine Right, The Chiefs just get a wild hair and go trade for a free or go sign a free agent receiver and like, you know what? We didn't sign Willie Gay. We didn't sign Drew Tranquil. We didn't sign Chris Jones. We believe in the talent within the system. We've got a little bit of cap space. We're going to go We're gonna go sign a big receiver. And then you get back to that Tyreek Hill type of thing. But the thing is, it's a lot of patriotic vibes when it comes to this football team. You heard Mahomes in the, pros, in the postgame press conference that we played twice tonight. Yeah, you know, we got some things to figure out on the offense, but this defense gives us a chance to just be mediocre. I'm ad-libbing and and paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he's saying. We know that we don't need to go out there and put up 35 to win this game. We know we can comfortably go out there and put up 24, and we're going to be in a good position to win. 
This is the bye week. There is Andy Reid's numbers. There are the offensive struggles. What they need to do to fix that and where I think you can trust this team to do so. We'll get to that on the other side on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Bobby Wood Jr. And you're listening to the home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Somebody from the 816, he's not even the sexiest Kelsey. In regards to Jason Kelsey being nominated for the sexiest man of the year. Papa Kelsey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got all those, like, lovable vibes that you'd want, like, in a in a sexy man, I think. Great beard, super strong, father figure, lovable, likable, humorous. You got a tough, tough group to go against. Somebody says, any left field question during the 2 p.m. show? Mm, probably not. I mean, we try to keep it as close to what the drive tends to do. So, you know, it's the drive. This is after hours. That's the unfortunate part about different programming. But, you know, we'll talk to the producer and the head honcho of that show, Rob Brenton, tomorrow. As we were told, breakfast is going to be served here tomorrow. Because I always get those emails. I don't know if you're... You probably are. Like, mm-hmm. every time you're not here, they're like, oh, by the way, Rancho Grande is serving food. Have fun and come eat. I'm like, oh, nice. They uh, they cater, mm-hmm. uh, Hy-Vee caters uh, to the station during the post-game show. Oh, so you get They'll you some do a halftime. On Sunday, we had breakfast, mm. and it was amazing. It was sausage, bacon, fruit, eggs, some cheesy potato casserole and donuts, mm. That was my favorite one. They've done, like, uh, pizza and Chinese food and Mexican food and stuff like that, but that was my favorite one because that really got me through uh, on Sunday morning. So you Bink was excited. To, you went straight to the fruit first thing, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, no one was happier <laughs> than Bink, though. He he was kind of on the edge of his seat. He's like, I wonder when breakfast is getting here. Oh, it's getting kind of – Well, because he, he comes in and does, like, the, the high – or the college – Roundup, yeah. so yeah. they probably give him a little inside information, like, "Hey, about eight thirty, we're gonna, or about eleven o'clock, we're gonna get breakfast catered in." And then Binkley's like mindset is boom. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did best. We did breakfast on the Blackstone for that game. It turned out wonderful. Um, we did uh, pancakes, hash browns, eggs, bacon, sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Man, it was wonderful. Ain't nothing better than a good breakfast. No, not at all. Especially if you got you a little honey that you can make breakfast in bed for, big time points. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be special. What's your favorite breakfast place to go to? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, there's a place. There's a couple places in Lee Summit. Um, uh, there's Neighborhood Cafe, uh, family uh, ran restaurant. It's kind of like a mom and pop, your classic style of breakfast joint. Uh, there's a place called Ginger Sue's. Uh, I'm also not against any time Waffle House. Uh, there's a place off of Nall, if you're into, like, more healthier things, called Enjoy. They do uh, some smoothies. They have some, mm. like, juices you can do, and they also have, like, some, like, like salads or stuff like that. It's a good place. Uh, nice, clean, healthy vibe. I dig it. Uh, someone says, have you ever have you thought of a, 
of your hypothetical button question, though. We'll get into that. We'll get into that as we'll be on the drive uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for Carrington Harrison, who will be out. Uh, except from the 913. Denny Skillet comes out sizzling and greasy. I mean, that's just that's dangerous. Also, uh, hammer your LeBron James over points. Uh, Dylan Brooks says he's ready to lock LeBron James up. <laughs> this so, guy. Yeah. This guy. He's the heel of the league. I love me a heel. Um, so, uh, yeah. You always know when it's election day because everybody's got their sticker on. Yeah. I've got yeah. mine on. I voted in Lee Summit. Jackson County, Missouri. So I'm proud of it. Somebody says Winstead's has the best biscuits and gravy. I believe it. I believe it. Winstead's. Winstead's. I would not not have put Winstead's as a top dog for B&G. But I'm here for it. I love me some Winstead's. That's a love language, B&G. Don't get me fired up now. Are you a skyscraper shake kind of guy? Get get the special lady with just one straw? You bet. There you go. That was a high school uh, staple when we were younger in Blue Springs. We would uh, go to Winstead's. And then you realize that if you got a hamburger, you had to add everything to it for like 25 cents. Bacon was like 75 cents, but everything else was. Did they uh, did they take Winstead's away from Worlds of Fun? or They took it away from Blue Springs. They Blue made a, Springs. They turned okay. it into a Whataburger. Did you see Six Flags uh, is merging with Worlds of Fun, or they bought out the rights for Worlds of Fun? So is it still going to be called Worlds of Fun, or is it going to be like World of Flags or Six I'll Funs? Have to, I'll have to look. I did see that Six Flags acquired Worlds of Fun, so I'm not sure if that's a name change, but I'm assuming the coasters are going to get some new names. But yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see that. Yeah, that was, uh, what did that come out, two days ago or so? Ugh. Fox 4 or KCTV5, one of the new stations. Somebody says the Shack breakfast is great. I've been there a couple times. I went there a couple times with the X, and I always got the Notorious B&G. I like how their menu is, like, themed through, like, famous people. So um, That's the best. It is nice. Um, you trust this offense figures it out, or do you have uh, – you said earlier about 18% concerned with where this offense stands and what it needs to figure out. <laughs> now still that, stand at that? Now that I think about it, that was a pretty exact number. But, yeah, yeah, I'm That's still – That's okay. Live with it. Yeah, you know? no, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, you said I, to tell your 18-year-old self to go with what you believe. <laughs> trust in yourself. Why do you have to listen to everything I say? But, no, I, I do. I, I think they, they figure it out. Uh, you know, it's not going to be the prettiest. It's not mm-hmm. going to be the sexiest. It's, you know, you're going to get your drops, and you're right. going to probably see lack of production from guys that you expect to at this point in week nine, week ten. Uh, but I but I think it gets better. I They're, what, top, are they 15th, 16th, 12th, something like that in the league? I've, 12th, I forget, in 12th in scoring. Mm-hmm. 24.3. That's still pretty pretty good uh, i just think that it's not catastrophic it's not catastrophic not what chiefs fans are used to but i do think they they figure it out there's there's no way that this team that is a, as well a big of a well-oiled machine that they are that they mm-hmm. don't figure it out this is uh patrick mahomes on the offense needing to clean things up we got a lot to clean up on offense we know that i will continue to work um, but with a defense like that, we'll continue to win football games. Is this the best defense that you've had as a team? Yes. I, I think it's the best defense in the NFL. So, I mean, if, if we have a defense like that, we're going to get this offense figured out, I promise you. Um, and then we're going to be a hard team to beat. You were frustrated at times with your offense today. Why? I think it's, we, we just we didn't make plays. At the end of the day, we didn't make plays. If that was me, if that was it was everybody. Something was off, and that's kind of been like that all year. Um, and I pretty much said, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to have to find a way to make a play. 
Um, and then this season goes on, we're going to we're going to get make plays and we're going to find a way to win. This is your voice, the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, on the offense. I'm seeing enough there to think that in these next eight games, you will see a push forward by this offense. What am I seeing that's short is the inconsistency. The the drop by Sky Moore against Denver yesterday, NBA, these, and these are contested catches. These aren't easy plays. But if completing those plays, MBS, that was a tough play, but that also might be a touchdown. So it's getting those plays, staying away from the get-behind-the-chains penalty that seems to throw a drive off the track. I don't think it's going to take a lot to clean it up or to tighten it, but it, it's got to be more consistent. And this is everybody's favorite NFL Network's analyst, James Palmer, about the offense. Bigger deal for me because what? we have now seen six games this season that this Chiefs team has been held 24 points or under, which is wild in a sense. I look at them in the last two weeks, Steve. They have not scored in the second half in each of the last that, two that weeks. That makes we no were sense. wondering at the trade deadline. That makes no sense. We were wondering at the trade deadline whether they were going to make a move. They didn't make a whole lot of calls, to my understanding. They didn't receive a whole lot of calls. They were not active. They do think they're going to get out of this, maybe like they did in the past with the way their defenses play better as the year goes on. But to me, when a team goes and shuts down Travis Kelsey, like the Dolphins did, was it three catches for 14 yards? Somebody else has to step up. There's been no consistency out there. To me, what stands out the most, they relied on a big question mark in Kadarius Toney. They wanted him to be their number one receiving option. They thought they could use him in a variety of ways. It just hasn't happened. I don't even think he's in the top 150 in receiving this season. I believe he has 20 catches for 127 yards. What I do think will help them, Steve, they haven't really used Jet McKinnon a whole lot so yep. far. I think he's going to be addition to this group down the stretch. So there are a few things and a few that you should be less concerned about. The one thing that I think you should not be concerned about is that you can still see a quarterback who I guarantee you held his emotions intact playing against a former teammate in Tyreek Hill, hearing what they were saying throughout the week, playing a team like Miami that's supposed to be a new top-tier team, and you took care of business and still said there's a few things we need to work out. You look at the voice of the Chiefs and Mitch Holtis, who does nothing but eat, breathe, and sleep Chiefs football from sunup to sundown 12 months of a year, 52 weeks of the year, 365 days of a year, and says he can see that they're just a little bit this until they get to more consistency. I believe both of them. And then you can hear James Palmer. Look, he's saying a lot, but what he's trying to tell you is that this team should be trusted in figuring the thing out because of the trade deadline. They didn't go get anybody else. And I saw a text tonight. Do you think that the Chiefs should try to look at Sammy Watkins for an option? No. You've already seen that they were trying to shop Richie James because they had McCall Hardman, who they went and got to get some sort of familiarity with the offense. And you can have your issues with McCall Hardman. That's fine. But the other thing that you can also believe is that the real season didn't start until last Sunday at 8.30 in the morning against Miami, and you had a 21 spot put up. You didn't need, you didn't necessarily need your offense to be great. Now, Chris Jones did have a bonehead play that might have and could have cost the game to be different than it was, but that's something that's, it is what it is. But the other thing about that game is that there are certain things that when you look at it, their defense is who they are. And when you look at this Chiefs offense, you have a trust and a belief 
and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They've never had to question their ability on offense. This is the first year where that's happened. And they're just one step away. And you also have to think to yourself, is there some truth to maybe a Jarek McKinnon and a Kadarius Tony pitch count until it starts to get juicy? You played teams that weren't as, you know, superior as you. You didn't need to go out there and score clearly 35 points. Now you played the Bears and I believe you won 42 to 10, but that was just you were playing a very bad team at the time. Right? You played a team in the Jacksonville Jaguars who are the hottest team in football who haven't lost since they lost to you and you gave up nine points. All you had to score was 10. And you were without a Travis Kelsey or an injured Travis Kelsey at the time. So he played, but he was still, you know, a little hurt. So I think that if you look at this offense and what it needs to figure out, there's not really a huge level of concern of what it needs to figure out. Do they ramp up Jarek McKinnon? who you saw a play go to against Miami where he was essentially untouched and no one saw it coming. Kadarius Tony showed glimpse and signs of being that explosive type of wide receiver that he can be. He stayed healthy, which is a miracle so far. But let's get Rasheed Rice some more chemistry. Let's get Patrick Mahomes a little bit more belief in these wide receivers and move forward with it. But I think what they have and who they are, they believe in that moving forward. And when you can shut a team out 21 to nothing in the first half, who has the most electrifying offense of the 2023 slash 2024 season, you know what needs to be done. Let your defense lead the charge and get more consistent. As Mitch Holtis says on offense on the other side, we wrap up the show and get out of here on a Tuesday night on November 7th. It's Isaac. It's Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Follow Cody and Gold on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment here on After Hours. Dusty Likens and Isaac with you tonight. No After Hours tomorrow. I believe K-State plays tomorrow and Friday. Friday they play at 6. Thursday you'll have After Hours, but with Kristen Acero, as I will be playing the role of Carrington Harrison on the drive from 2 to 6, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So have fun with that as we wrap up what was the Dolphins matchup because we have to move on because we have another game moving forward in the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday, November 20th. That's right, Monday Night Football. Uh, finally, a good Monday Night Football game. Uh, this was Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco on uh, the Tyree Kill game against the Chiefs. I'm trying to figure out what in the hell is going on. You can't make that mistake right. at that moment. They gave us the opportunity to tie the right. game. I thought Tyreek was too apt. He wanted to play too well. Two huge drops. Yeah. A fumble that resulted in, in the seven. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you put so much emphasis. I want to show you guys mm-hmm. made a mistake. You should have gave me my money. I could have still been here. Mm-hmm. You, also, you know, you just get, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Right. Your last girlfriend, you wanted to show I got somebody better than you. She looks better than you. She got more money than you. And she's finer than you. That's what you do. What job you ever worked on and say, you know what? I go get me a lesser job to show y'all. You know what? You drop balls. <laughs> drop balls happen. You drop them. I drop them. He didn't have a bad game. He, you know, he was eight for sixty-two. 
he lost it. He did lose the fumble. Maybe trying to do a little too much. Maybe trying to do a little too much, you know, with, with the ball in his hands. But that's the way he plays. You, you're going to have games like this. It just came at the wrong at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I can only do it so long. And I can only have it for, you know, as long as this day lasts, which is only about another two minutes. It just seems like maybe adding all of this can maybe, you know, Add some more negatives than it can a positive. Somebody like Tyreek Hill, maybe try too hard. Try to make a big play that's not there and not catch it, cause an interception, and then all of a sudden that clouds the memory and you have to cool yourself down. I've seen it happen before. We all have. We've all had those times when we were in Little League sports where your best friend plays on the other team and he's the pitcher or he's you know a batter that's really good and he goes up there oh. trying to hit a seven-run home run every single time. And that kid just didn't play up to his normal standards because he tried to do too much. Or he's that guy that you're friends with at the bar that sees his ex out and says, I'll make her jealous. And he ends up puking in the bathroom. That's what Tyreek Hill did. He puked in the bathroom. And I was right. And it feels good. Because I'm not always right. But damn it, when I am, it feels great. Um, fun night tonight as we uh, we get to put the Dolphins game to bed. We get to put pre- Dolphins game takes to bed and move forward throughout the week. Again, tomorrow, DA on with the guys from Fesco in the morning at 930. Pete Sweeney will be with me in the 3 o'clock hour on the drive. Plus, we'll do Arrowhead Pride from 6 to 7. On Thursday, you'll have Danon Hughes at 11. You'll have Paul Charching at 1 on Cody and Gold. Friday, I think, you'll have Mitch Holtis and Pete Sweeney on at 730 and 1 o'clock. For Isaac, thanks for all your help tonight. For the out of left field question responders, thanks to everybody out there that responded to that. Like we always say to everybody out there, go do nice things for people in this cruel world. Pitiful times for everybody out there. It's cool to care. It's good to be nice. Hold the door open. You never know what it can do to that person's weekday or month. Kansas City, stay safe. It's cool to care. Have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock on the drive. We'll let the music play out. Good night, Kansas City. I'm out. My darkest days I get knocked down But I just keep my head up You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.